We kind of figured you needed a little pick-me-up from your day. So uh, getting you in the mood, we're about to take on more of the traditional carols here in a moment. But I just wanted to say welcome to you. My name is Tony. I'm pastor here at LAFC, and we're glad to have you here on this special evening. Uh, after the last couple years, you don't take these kind of things for granted, do you? And so it's a pleasure to be alive. It's a pleasure to be able to worship with you and to celebrate the coming of the Christ child. Um, if you notice that it, at some point that some people are trying to get in the rows near you, just try to create some space uh, that's together if you see that you can help out the ushers at some point. But having said that, let me just pray a prayer dedication of our time together, and then we'll proceed into this evening. So God, thank you so much uh, for the plan that you instituted and forecasted uh, from the very beginning. And uh, you said that, there, that what brokenness had come into the world would be undone from a child that was to come. And now we celebrate the coming of that child. And his name is Jesus. And so Jesus, we honor you. We glorify you and we say thank you for coming. Now we ask for your presence by your spirit to be here with us this evening. Jesus, it's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and stand together. We're going to join our voices and sing these familiar songs. Sing this with us. Hark the herald angels sing.
Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. And the little Lord Jesus asleep on the Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Let's lift up his name.
we remember what he's done, we remember this great love given for us.
Amen. God, thank you for that gift that you have given us. Amen. Well, you can go ahead and grab a seat. And while you're doing that, we want to take this moment and invite any of the children that are in the room between three and eight. If you want to come up forward, Pastor Tony is going to share a special children's story with us. So if you want to come up and sit in front of the stage, we'd love to have you up for that portion. Tyler, the drummer, do you want to join? You seemed really anxious earlier. So... Yes, children ages three to eight, if you want to come up here and you can just come around this floor here, that would be great. I don't want to be up here by myself. Awesome. You're the first one. Great. You can just find a place to sit. Yep, you can come and you can just sit right in here. That's fine. Excellent. Hi. So you can sit anywhere right around me here. You're actually five, you qualify. You're right in the middle. Excellent. And so you guys might want to sit where you can see behind me here because there's going to be a pictures up on the screen behind. So why don't you guys go ahead and find a seat. I think there's some excitement for tomorrow, just to say the least. All right. Excellent. Can, can you sit down? Yeah, everybody sit right there. Can you find a seat there? Right, like right in there. How about you? Right about there? Okay, can you guys see behind me here? There's a screen behind. All right, because I'm going to be reading a storybook right here. All right. So some of you might have grown up where you're in your family. Somebody reads, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. How many of you have heard that story before? You heard that story? Yeah. So I'm going to read one similar to that. But it actually talks about Mary and Joseph and the Christ child. And so I'm going to read the story. You'll be able to see the pictures on the screen behind me. And then afterwards, I want to give something to you, okay? So listen very well, and then we'll get to that place at the end. It says, "'Twas the night, the very first night before Christmas, when all through the town not a creature was stirring, there was not a sound. The moon shining bright in the heavens so high Gave the luster of midday to Bethlehem sky. You seen the pictures up there, or do I need to show you? Can you see here? Here, there's some pictures right there. There you go. You weren't paying attention. Well, we'll you keep working with me here, okay? All right, here we go. So, next page. You paying attention now? He is. He's not even listening to me right here. Okay, here we go. The animals were nestled in warm, cozy places with looks of contentment on each of their faces. Yeah. All right. Then it says, And Mary and Joseph, so tired from the road, had just settled into a humble abode. To Bethlehem's stable they traveled with care. They knew that their baby soon would be there. And then in the stable, a baby's first cry, peace on earth, Goodwill, redemption is nigh. Hey, listen up right here. He had not a crib, but in a manger instead. The tiny new baby laid down his sweet head. Mary looked down his, at his cute little nose and silently counted ten fingers, ten toes. As shepherds kept watch on a small nearby hill, their sheep were all silent and sleepy still. 
You guys ever been around sheep? I have. And, and, and they don't really sleep in a way that's quiet. They're kind of loud. So then all of a sudden, when suddenly in the sky there arose such a sight, one angel, then many, appeared in the night. The heavens rejoiced as their story unfurled. A baby, a savior, has been born to the world. So the shepherds arose to search for the place, to get a close look at the baby's sweet face. Then out of the east there came royalty, whose mission was finding the Savior you see. When they finally found the babe they had sought, gold, frankincense, and myrrh were the gifts that they brought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's on the back screen too. Yeah, that's. Yep. Now I have none of you. That's good. So here we go. Getting to the end. So the wise men bowed down and praised his sweet name. Soon all those who heard would rejoice that he came. And now we know that we can say with delight, Jesus was born on the first Christmas night. Now, Jesus himself came and it says he was wrapped in clothes and laid in a manger, right? Imagine this, that that baby literally was God's gift to each of you. He wrapped him, sent him to be among us so that he can provide an understanding of, of who God is, God's heart, and then ultimately connecting us with God by being the bridge. And so Jesus, well, who we celebrate his coming, is very special because he's, he's come as a gift directly from the Father God. And so what I want to do tonight, you guys are all going to be receiving gifts probably maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow morning, but those gifts are coming from someone. And so I'm going to give you a gift, but I want you to also give a gift to someone else. So here's what we're going to do. Now, I need everybody's eyes looking at me. I have a helper over here. So there's also another person. And we're going to give you each a coin. All right? And then another coin. Is it a chocolate coin? They are chocolate coins. I'm going to eat them. They are chocolate coins indeed. But what I'm going to do is I, you're either going to go to Christy or to me. Now, no, hold on. Got to listen. You're going to get two of these. One you keep and one you give as a gift to someone else. Okay? So one you keep and one you give to someone else. And then you wait to eat yours when your mom or dad says it's okay. All right? So be very careful to make sure and get permission when it's time to eat these. Okay? So as we dismiss here, you're going to get two coins. One you keep and one, what do you do with the other one? Give it away. Okay. Would you give these kids a hand, please? All right. So you can either go there or over here. Okay, here, I'll give it to you. Right. Well, that is always one of my favorite moments of Christmas Eve, and we never quite know what's going to happen. <laughs> so we're going to continue in our singing, and we're going to sing a song that just reminds us of the gift that's been given to us. So you can remain seated for this. We just want you to receive these words as we remember the gift, and the song is called Light of the World. And I think that's one of those phrases that we can hear a lot and not necessarily 
focus on what it means, but after the past couple years, I think it's fair that a lot of us can remember very easily that the world can be a dark place, but the gift that's been given to us is a light and a way to escape that darkness and a way to push back that darkness, and that's what Jesus has accomplished. So that's what we're going to focus on in this time, and I'm just praying that you would receive the song and receive these words to encourage us in this season.
pray with me? God, we are so thankful that you are here. You are with us even in this moment. You are not a distant and far away God, but you are Emmanuel, which means God with us. Lord, we thank you for that gift that because of the story that starts with a baby in a manger, we have access to a real living relationship with a real living God. Lord, we thank you for what you've done in that gift that we set aside this whole season to remember and celebrate. Lord, would you come and speak to us now? Would you prepare our hearts? Would you open our hearts? Would you make it clear what we're to hear from you tonight? We pray this. We thank you for who you are. We do all this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So children are special, are they not? You know, Jesus was the one that said, do not keep the children away from me. Even when his followers, the ones that were kind of his watch keepers, were trying to keep the children away. And he said, no, let them come near. And, uh, and so it's a special moment that we can have the children come up. And what's strange is I've been here long enough now that I had a teenager come up and say, you know, I, I actually got candy from you when I was four years old. And I was like, okay, I've been here a long time when they can start talking back like that. So anyway, it's such a pleasure. And I hope that you and your families have an awesome time together. Uh, it is a special season because we do become much more multi-generational and we're not separated by the things uh, that generations often bring or the stages of life. Christmas is the one season of the year where pretty much every generation that is related to each other comes together. And then sometimes those friends are even brought in amongst that. And it's a special night. Here at LAFC, we've been um, speaking as part of the Christmas series from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. And it's the names that will be given to this child that was yet to come. A few hundred years prior to Christ being born, this was written, and it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom and establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. And from that time on and forever, the zeal of the Almighty Lord will accomplish this. So we've been looking at these names of, that he will be called. So again, understanding that when this was written, people were being told what to look for so that they would know which child would be this special child. And so we have the, the prophecy side of this, and then you have the opportunity where he is revealed uh, by the angels and, yes, by Jesus himself, and he lives this out. And then people, as they watch the life of Christ unfold, would say, he must be God. He must be something greater than anything else we've ever seen. And so therefore, he began to see, uh, live out in such a way where the evidence pointed to, he truly is wonderful counselor. He truly is mighty God. He must be. And then this idea of everlasting father. Now think about this. We're talking about a child. The, the prophecy says a child will be born. And then he will be called 
everlasting. Ever thought about how contradictory those terms are? That we're saying a child's going to be born who will be called everlasting. Well, everlasting is pre-existent and existent and then continues and will always exist. And yet, this child will be called everlasting. And then how can you say a son who will be given, and then it says that he's to us, he's for us, but yet we're going to call him not only everlasting, but father. So, again, the, the shepherds that would have shown up the night of Christ being born, knowing Isaiah 9, because it was accessible to them, would be coming to see a child that they're going to call everlasting father. Both terms would mess with the mind of a human being looking at the child, that this child is an everlasting being, and this child I will call father. So to make sure that we understand the, the amazing message that everlasting is, is that, yes, it, we would know it as eternal. We would know that it also means without limit. So it's, it's expansive. It's beyond time. It's always continual and ancient. Have you ever heard the term ancient of days? It's ascribed to the Lord, and, and this is also rooted in the meaning of this name, that he is the ancient of days, in this case, the ancient of days who we will call Father. So to understand that this child, as they're seeing him that night, is preexistent, is existing right now in front of them, that's easy to access, but to realize he always was and always has been, and will always be, what wonder this must be to look upon a child and ascribe that name to him. Now, for those of you that like to think a little bit more layered uh, aspects of this, have you ever thought about this? Okay, so we know that Jesus existed prior to his birth. He was the Son of God. He was part of the creative element, he was, he and the Father God created all of us in the beginning. Now, imagine this. God says, okay, I'm going to send you. You're going to become part of the creation. So Jesus is going to do that. Again, he's preexistent, has all this knowledge. So during the nine months that he was in the womb, was he thinking? Was he all-powerful in that moment? Because he had his divine qualities. Was he there in spirit or in part? I mean, those are questions that, that for me, as, a, as somebody that studies theology, it's like, it's hard to understand. Like, how did this even come about? How can you even make something that is everlasting be born? Where it has a beginning. But yet, it says in the text in Isaiah 9... That while our minds might not be able to grapple with the reality that this child's going to be known as one that it already existed and now is existing and will continue to always exist, that the only way this can, be, can happen is that the zeal of the Lord Almighty makes it so. So it makes it so. So then this term father. Now there are several terms in the Hebrew that means father, but this particular one, uh, that's being ascribed, is that it's the originator, the hierarchy, the, the patriarch. So the originator, the formulator, the founder, father. So this child that you're looking upon is not only going to be this everlasting child, you'll give him that, 
But this child is also the father, the founder, the originator. So the first. So again, as a Hebrew, knowing the titles and what they mean and the depth of, that, of those words that Isaiah penned several hundred years prior to the coming of the child, the scholars would have to look at this. How can this possibly be that the original, the originator, the founder himself will come as a child? Everlasting, but come as a child. Father, the originator, becomes as a child. So when you think about the terms we, we give to the Christ child, and it begins with wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, this is the one that for me, my mind begins to race, to ascribe to a child. And so here it is. We are here celebrating a birth. But a birth of one that's older than us, always existent prior to us, and we call father. I mean, think of those children that were right around me. To say to any one of them, I call you father, what kind of a look do you think they would give me? A very perplexed look, right? And to then give them honor to the level where it's like to say you've existed beyond me doesn't make sense. But yet... This is what this child was going to be. So does that not make it unique and different that when on that night, this child's birth announcement comes to shepherds first? And the shepherds, knowing the Isaiah 9 passage, knowing that they're going to go see this child, a Savior has been born. Let's go see this child that we know as wonderful counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, and who will be the Prince of Peace. This child was our father before he was ever born. This child was part of making creation happen, and we were created in his image. And this child came, grew up, and modeled the life that God intended for us all to have. And this child died a death that was not due him. And this child then raised from the dead on the third day so that we could have life. Which is why we celebrate the coming of this child 2,000 years and still going. Amen? How can I not end this by giving the wonderful declaration written in the King James that I grew up hearing my great-grandfather read every Christmas Eve. But to hear how the angels who had been interfacing with the Son of God, for centuries, are now saying he's been born. So imagine the uniqueness for them as they're saying this declaration, and that for the shepherds who cannot believe that it's actually in their generation he comes. So I begin to read in Luke 2. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go unto, even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying uh, which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. What a special story. That that child that they went to see is the everlasting father. And we celebrate his birth tonight and the traditions of, of lighting a candle when the light came into the world. And then that light, he said in Matthew, was that he was now given to all those who follow after him. And as one light came into the world, so many lights gave birth. That's the symbolism that comes with the lighting of a candle. Now, as always, we want to do this tradition in the safest manner possible. So would you please follow my instructions so that we can do this and not have a quick exit? For the one that has a lit candle, it always stays straight up. If you're lighting yours, you coming in from the side. So please, if your candle's lit, always keep it straight up and down. And then you'll keep lighting down the row. The person who needs theirs lit is always coming in from the side and immediately holding up. If we can do this, we will all be able to enjoy a very special moment together. I'm going to invite the ushers to come at this time.
and stand to our feet. We're going to close our time in singing joy to the world.
patience prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders, wonders of His love. Would you join me in praying? So, Father God, you set this story out from the very beginning. You wrote it, revealed it along the way through many different prophets and leaders. And then it was on full display on that night in the most humblest of manners. You brought your son into the world for all to see. And then now we live under that name in the hope that comes from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus, we say thank you for coming and humbling yourself to become one of us so that we can know what it means to have reconciliation with the Father God. Thank you for providing the way. We give you glory. This is your birthday we celebrate. And yes, even though you pre-existed that night, you exist, have existed since and will continue to be. We just take pause to remember that when on that night, that which we have been long awaited finally came. And we're blessed to be on this side of it. So we celebrate you throughout our time and our gatherings. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, we can blow out our candles. Put your hand behind, please, and blow softly. From my home to yours, from our home to yours, May you have a Merry Christmas celebrating the birth of a child, but doing so with many children, with many generations in your households. God bless. You are dismissed.